about the wanderers in all gold and black You better retreat cause we're on the attack The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back Well hello everybody, welcome to episode 288 That's 288, it's the Weirdness Wolves podcast Nearly messed up that after 288 episodes. Wow. 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 I think it's all, it's getting to all of us. The situation's getting to all of us, Liam Keane. Um, it's Friday. It's a mailbag show. We're here to answer all your questions. Uh, but first of all, um, Keane has rushed to his seat um, with, with a piece of toast. Uh, how, was your, how was your toast? You said there's only one, one piece left. Was it the end? That's what I want to know. Because no one wants the end. I'm going to say yes, it was. Oh, no. I don't think I can do the end. I'm going to tell you that the end's my favourite. Oh, see, I knew you were wronging. I knew from the moment you were in news, when you what ta- when did you start the Expression Star? You were 13 or something, were you? 12, <laughs> or something like that. Come well, on, you know, it's a couple of, couple of years later, I knew there was something wrong with you. How can you toast the end of it? And you shouldn't butter on there as well, yeah? Absolutely. Oh, mate. For me, there's 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 two ends that are left, and that's that's time to throw it into the into the bin, into the garbage, into the in, into the atmosphere, rubbish, terrible. I, slight, I slightly messed up as well because um, I had limited time before starting this podcast to mm. eat that toast and you shoved it down I'll, your mouth, haven't you? It never touch, I mean, the food never touches the sides at Molyneux, so I'm not. It must have taken you all of eleven seconds to demolish that slice. It was pretty quick, but let me explain. I. I wasn't sure whether to toast it or whether to have it as it was, bread with a bit of butter. Oh, what's <laughs> getting worse? Um, basically, I, I, I was in a rush. I needed to eat something quick. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to have this quickly, whatever. wasn't sure whether to toast it or not. I thought, oh, I've got to have enough time. I threw it in. I had about five minutes. So I threw it in the toaster. But because I then had, while it was in the toaster, I was like, oh, I don't think I've got enough time. I I then popped it out before it had been fully toasted. Oh no! So, so it's, that, it's that awful, like it's that just really a touch yeah. of bronze. Oh no! It, wouldn't, it hadn't even got hadn't even got to the bronze bit yet. It was oh, just like no. white but crusty. So oh. it was um, it was the worst worst type of toasted. It was somewhere in the middle where it hadn't been done properly. So yeah, so butter's I'm, not going to melt, is it? When you put butter on it? it, it didn't at all. Oh no! It was pretty. It was pretty poor, but I still ate it very quickly. Mate, I can't believe you have the ends. I mean, just dreadful. dreadful the ends are my favourite, I love the ends. You need locking up is what you need. Absolutely disgraceful. Right, I've got a question for you. Wolves are 13th in the table. Of course they are. Um, now, looking at the table, Southampton, four points back, bottom of the table, in 20th. Wolves in 13th, one point, and they're 12th. Where do Wolves finish this season? Oh. It's, we just finished Arsenal. Just we're, ju- we're just beating Arsenal four 0 and um, where, where are they finishing in the table for me? Anywhere from twelfth to twentieth. Where do they finish now? Call it. Call it on. What day is it today? Um, the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth of March. Where do they finish? Games in hand are a big thing. I'm going to go back again on what I said mm. recently and go back to what I said when Lopetegui first came in. 16th. 16th, okay. I'm going to say 15th. That's fair. I'm going to say 15th. Who, who finishes above them now then from the... Who are the four teams that finish above them? Palace are above oh. them at the moment. I mean, obviously, Roy, Roy's there. I mean, but give the... Just let the man sleep. Just <laughs> let him... Just let him have a pipe, have a slippers. You know, get there for his... Is early early lunches and, and you know have your dinner at five o'clock. Watch a bit, watch a movie, and go to bed. Just let the poor guy have his eight. I'm not even giving him eight hours. Give him ten hours a night. You know what I mean? Crikey! <laughs> yeah, I um, I'll be interested how that's going to go. Because uh, it it's go a one, very interesting appointment, by the way. Could go one or two ways because he's you know he's a local guy, isn't he? He's. Uh... I think I think he's a Palace fan. He's local to Croydon, so he's. It could be one of those where you know he really galvanises the squad and brings them together, and they're right. And obviously, you know, he must get on with, with them because he, he was there previously. So, it could be that, or it could be, you know, one one too many returns, and uh, it's all going to go up in smoke. Hopefully, I want the latter because it will take up a of course a, a relegation spot. But um, yeah, it'd be very interesting how that goes. Uh, who who finish above Wolves? I think. Shall I give you mine at the moment? I, th- I think West Ham. 
Okay. I think Forest. Okay. Give me yours. Let me think of the others. So I think that Wolves will finish 15th. They're 13th at the moment. I think they finish above Palace, Wolves, actually. But I think that uh, West Ham, uh, I know they're in the bottom three at the moment, but they've got two games on Wolves, and, and I think they've got enough. I think they'll win enough games. I think West Ham, and I think Leicester will finish above ahead of Wolves. I think, I think it'd be West Ham in 12th. I think it'd be Leicester in 13th. And I've got, sorry, West Ham in 12th, Leicester in 13th, and I've got to pick one more. Uh, and I'm going to say, no, I'm, I'm going to go 14th. Wolves finish 14th. Ahead of West Ham, uh, West Ham and Leicester ahead of them. So I'm going to say if they finish 14th, 13th at the moment, they finish 14th. Maybe I might go. I mean, I'm changing it on air, but as we speak, maybe I'll, go, maybe I'll go 15th then because I, I couldn't name you a fourth team that I think will finish above all. So I think I'll go. Well, you said Forest, haven't you? No, yeah, but that's three, including Leicester, West Ham. Oh, you got Forest, Leicester in there Leicester. as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I don't think I can. I don't think I can go with a fourth. So I'll, I'll go with 15th mm. instead. I mean, still to come, haven't they? I mean, they've still got to play Leicester. Still got to play Forest. Still got to play Everton. Have they, have they got to still play West Ham, Keno? No. So those, those three, all, all below them, obviously, it's going to be massive, isn't it? Huge, huge, huge. And that's what... Those are those swings in roundabout... If you told me that they were going to lose at home to Bournemouth and Leeds, both, both of those games, I'd have... I, I wouldn't believe you. I really wouldn't, would you? And the manner of the defeats as well. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. But then at the same time, beating Liverpool and beating Spurs, and I, I know it's, you know, mm. you, you can't... You know what they'll do? They'll go and lose at Forest and then they'll beat Chelsea. Such is Wolves Such this is season. Wolves. I mean, that, that is actually bang on. That is that is very Wolves. Yeah. And it would not surprise me. Um, and then probably last day of the season, uh, beat Arsenal and stay up. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, I no, my heart couldn't I take can't, that. I can't, I can't, I can't. We've got a night out before Arsenal. I can't have any kind of security from relegation threat on the last day of the season unless it's like a 11 goal swing or something ridiculous I need it to be done just by then otherwise I can't enjoy my Saturday night I don't think we can go out I don't think we can paint the town red on a Saturday if Wolves' Premier League status is on the line the next day Keno I'm saying that now well we can give it our our best (laughs) try (laughs) it'd be rude not to oh god right should we take some questions from the mailbag let's do it lots of good ones here we go Jeffrey says, I keep seeing Twitter complaining about not bringing back Fabio in the winter window, in January window. Can you set the record straight on whether that was possible or not? Yes, so we, we did uh, answer this, I think, in January and also a few months before that. So you may have missed it. Um, so there was no recall clause um, in, him, in in his Andalect loan. Um, Wolves, in theory, could have brought him back, but they would have had to agree and pay Andalect that privilege um, which I don't think would have gone down at the time very well with fans to be honest so um, so in theory they could have done but it would, you know, they would have had to agree some sort of compensation and pay and pay Anderlecht to make, to make it happen um, and uh, there was no real desire either from either side for that, to, for that to happen in the first place but let's say if they wanted to they could have in theory but there was no recall clause to make it an easy process so it was definitely not plain sailing to make it happen uh, and obviously his move to PSV they had to agree Compensation with Anderlecht, and obviously Wolves gave the green light, and um, and and off he went. But uh, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't sort of straightforward, basically. Uh, Max Wright says, "Is it a player attitude problem and lack of rolling up our sleeves consistently that may well get us relegated, and not a lack of good players, depth, or a good manager, like Everton did at Chelsea? Our relegation rivals seem to want it more now." Um, I don't think Wolves. I, th- I think I spoke about this in the last podcast, but I don't think Wolves as a whole, as a squad, are are struggling in that department. I just think there are certain individuals that aren't pulling their weight in that department. So I don't think it's something that will get Wolves relegated. But if they were to drop, uh, you know, drop tools and 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 fall away, that that is something that will get them relegated. But I don't think that that will happen. I think they'll be fine. Archibald says Pedence question mark. He's gone from being out of the squad altogether to starting, yet nothing has changed in his performances. No, I think this was the the, the kick up the backside that he. Well, he needed and Lopetegui gave, but he hasn't reacted, I don't think. Can you see him it, starting at Forest, mate? Or do you think it could be a Sarabia slash Cunha situation? It has to be. It has to be yeah. the latter. There's no, I, I can't see a world where Potence is at a, a start there again. The problem is he was coming off the bench and not starting and performing mm. badly there as well. So that hence why he was left out of the squad in the first place. A bit of a message to, to book his ideas up and hasn't done it. 
Um, he's had moments in these last couple of games, don't get me wrong, but nowhere near enough. Um, he's been more involved than Neto, because Neto's also not done anywhere near enough. But you can't excuse the fact that Potenza given the ball away too much, hasn't got into the right positions, hasn't been dangerous enough, doesn't carry the ball with enough intent when he has it. A lot, yeah, a lot, he needs to do a lot better. I've got a lot of theories about Forrest, but obviously we'll discuss it on Monday, I think, when the next podcast is. So we'll, we'll leave that as it, as it is at this moment in time. Uh, OJ Bailey says, what is the likelihood that refs will be mic'd up for 90 minutes or perform some sort of post-match interviews? Surely if they're confident in their abilities and decision-making, they have nothing to hide. I mean, it's kind of what we are saying in the post-match as well, which got dinged for on Twitter. But uh, for me, it's that's an absolute no-brainer. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be. Out of interest, did someone on Twitter say that that was a silly idea? Because I think that's a good idea. Well, it's a superb idea, but what I'm saying is it goes over the heads of certain other fans when we're trying to say to create balanced arguments about why these decisions are being made and all they all they want to know about, uh, you know, why wasn't Dawson sent off in the first half? Sorry, who, who are you talking about there? What fan base is that? Dirty leads. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Close to the mic. Um, no, I think it, I like both ideas, but in particular, the miking up, I think, is an absolute necessity at this point. Um, it would mean players probably have to change their attitudes as well. Let's not, you know, let's not get it twisted. But uh, I think that, that, for me, is the biggest one. Secondly, I would love an opportunity to, to, to have the officials interviewed and put in front of us. I just don't see it happening. I don't, I don't think they want that kind of accountability. Super Grand says, Connor Cody. Wow. He's fallen out of favour at Everton. Everton fans say he's definitely coming back to Wolves, but is he? Well, we don't know. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, and that's, the, and that's the answer. Um, look, it's very much in Everton's hands. So they've got the option to buy him. If they take that option... They may do to, to keep him or may do to, to, to sell him on, but that obviously might be difficult to do. Um, but you know, the options there for them to take. If they don't take it, he's coming back to Wolves. It's as simple as that. Um, he has very much fallen out of favour there at the moment, last few weeks, obviously not in the England squad as well, um, which won't have gone down well. But um, it could very much go either way. If Sean Dyche doesn't want him um, and the club can't convince him, oh, let's take him for this price anyway and we'll try and sell him on, which you know, is something they can do. Remember, Wolves did it with Benicophobia, didn't they, all those years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, then he probably comes back to Wolves. So it's, it's up in the up in the air. I think you can probably safely say it's, considering he's not in the team at the moment, it's slightly more likely that he come back to, come, comes back to Wolves than it was maybe two months ago when we discussed the same question. Um, but that really doesn't mean a lot because it's based on the fact that he's not playing, um, it's, it's just up to Everton. It's up in the air. If they take it, he goes. If not, he comes back to Wolves. And then where he fits into Wolves depends on Lopetegui's plans. If Lopetegui wants him, he stays and, and is involved. If Lopetegui doesn't want him, he's, he goes somewhere else. Could you see it, and look, I don't think it's going to happen, but could you see a situation where if Conor Cody does come back to Wolves and the worst case scenario happened and Wolves got relegated, that he's actually more likely to stay at Wolves if they went down than if they stayed in the Premier League? I'm not sure necessarily if it's more likely, but I think the only way I can answer this question is I say, I said this when we spoke about this briefly recently, um, if Everton were to go down and they took the option on him, for example, that I don't think there's, I couldn't, there's not many better defenders or players I think you would want to help you come back up. Mm. than Conor Cody so I think it would be a smart decision from Wolves if Everton don't take the option Wolves go down to try and keep hold of him obviously it depends on whether he would like to play in the championship or not but I think he'd be a very good option at helping Wolves get back out of the league so something to think about a couple more couple more chats about um, about relegation then we're going to move away because they're not going down so it's fine so let's let, let's let's raise it but a couple of questions I'll, I'll bunch them together Andrew Krasnowski says if we go down can we see Julian stay can you see Julian staying or would he get snapped up by one of the big boys? And also, I think, just scrolled, I think Andy Matthews said uh, something. And uh, Andy Matthews says, if the worst happens and Wolves go down um, and June Lopetegui goes, um, have the club got a replacement shortlist to get us ready for an immediate return? We cannot bury our heads in the stands. We need a doomsday plan. Look, the, the Wolves plan ahead, um, as do any club, plan ahead two or three windows. Um, so... 
they've got players they're interested in. We know about, obviously, you know, Alex Scott, Bristol City, for example, things like that. They'll have players they're interested in, things they want to do, um, planning for all eventualities. So I would rest easy on that front. Lopetegui, it very much depends on whether there's some sort of clause. Um, we don't know the answer to that at this moment in time. You'd imagine it's more likely than not. Um, equally... I don't think they've looked at anyone, though, even thought about it, to be honest. They're concentrating on the now and the present, aren't they, surely? I mean, in, in, in I terms of managers, you saying, mean? Yes. Oh, it, oh, absolutely, yeah. In terms of managers, no, of course they wouldn't, they're wouldn't. they not going to be planning for, for Lopetegui to go, but is he likely to stay in the, when they're in the Championship? Probably not. Um, but I completely agree with you. They're not going to be planning a new manager when they've got someone like Lopetegui in charge. But in terms of anything else around the club, they're going to have things in place and things that they're looking at. But um, I mean, if there I'd is be a... surprised if he stayed if they went down. Okay, unless there's a clause. I mean, look, unless he wanted to. I mean, I think Wolves would have to throw, an, if there was a break clause, an awful lot of money to Lopetegui, which some people will say, well, have you deserved it if we've gone down? But, I mean, look, I still think that June Lopetegui is, is is an excellent manager and I want him at Wolves for in the long term. I, I truly believe that. Now, there's 10 games to go, so we'll see that. And I truly believe that Wolves will be in the Premier League next season. Honestly, I, I absolutely do. But... Um, but he'll need some convincing if they did go down, which is kind of a strange situation to be in because if you go down, you kind of, I guess a lot of people are frustrated with the manager and want a different, want to change. But I, I don't feel that that would be the case with Wolves. Yeah, I think that I, I have to agree with you. I think you, you, a manager like that, you you don't let him go easily, do you? Um, it just, it's just it's just a really difficult one because I, someone of his calibre, do they want to manage in the Championship? Probably not. But. It depends also on the, as we say, the the, the clauses in the deal that saw him arrive at Wolves in the first place. So it's something to to look at if and when Wolves do, do go down. But look, we're staying confident. Wolves are going to be a Premier League club next season. I'm just trying to read this tweet. It doesn't quite make sense. So apologies. Um, it said, "Why do we fall up? It's an S. Why do we fall apart from a pattern of play and shape perspective when chasing a game? We were all over the place last twenty on Saturday." Well, we were down to 10 men, so, you know, and we're chasing a game. Like watching schoolboy football, he says, why, secondly, why take players off when they're on yellows? So let's concentrate on the second part of it. Why take players off when they're on yellows? Uh, Neves and Dawson subs were wrong, he says. So forget the first part, because, you know, I think you can argue with, you know, I mean, Wolves are chasing the game. They're going to leave themselves open. That was just the nature of the beast. But Neves and Dawson, like Neves has been substituted now twice, Liam, uh, at Newcastle and, and, and again on on Saturday against Leeds, was asked the question both times about the yellow card. Um, of course, one more yellow card, which again is an underlying situation here, which um, is grave really to, to Wolves, that he if he does pick up another yellow card in the next, is it three games, four games? It, oh, that's a good question. It's the third, so how many games have they had now? They've had 28, haven't they? Yes, yeah, so, so 10 left. The, so it's the next four, yeah. Yeah, in, so the next four it, games, he misses two games. Seconds. Yeah. Misses two, a two-game ban. So, it's strange to see him being substituted. You thought that he'd be one of the sticklers on the pitch. Now, Lopetegui has said that it's not nothing to do with that. I kind of, I think we both disagree that it's probably got some something to do with it, especially when tempers have been frayed at the end of games as well, that an easy booking or a complaint to the referee is ready to go. And all of a sudden, you've lost your best play for two games. So um, do you think that, that's, that that substitution was wrong if they've done that? And, and the Dawson sub as well, which is a different situation going into, into half-time on Saturday. Yeah, I think um, Neves is, is difficult because I agree that I think they probably are trying to save him, but you can't do that for the next four games. You can't take him off in every single game. But at the same time, Lopetegui has said that he was at the limit with a calf injury and they've been managing it. So it's it's a difficult one. Um, but if they are trying to save him for games, I, I, I don't think you can do that. I think you have to just play him. Uh, and mm. hope that he gets through. Yeah, of course, he did it last season, didn't he? Where he got through eight games without a booking. So yeah, it's something he's, he's capable of doing. Albeit it's difficult. Um, Dawson, I think it was. Uh, you can see the difference when he came off, and Wolves, I think, struggled at the back when he wasn't there. But equally, I don't think he had a great first half. He was in danger of seeing red at some point. I can understand taking him off, um, but he he starts and keeps his place going forward. I think that's that's. It'd be strange if he isn't. Uh, is, is in the team. He's, he's a massive part of Wolves' success, really. If you look at mm -hmm. you know points per game since Lopetegui's come in, he's been a massive part of that. 
Bridget Ledson says, more Cuddy starts, please. We think we both completely agree. Um, if fit and if he's ready to go against Forrest, I'm sure hopefully we'll see him from the start. Fingers crossed with Raul, please. Um, will Adama stay? Answer that question. Neto and Raul thoughts, um, she says as well. Look, I think we kind of said that Raul, um, and I think Raul is still your number one striker when you're going to start games. I think that that's the way our people drop and people changing. I still think Raul Jimenez should be starting games alongside Cunha. Um, but Pedro Neto is the interesting one, isn't it, Liam? Again, made a start, uh, 45 minutes and got withdrawn. For me, I know he's with the Portuguese under-21s this week, but for me, um, I'm, I'm going to tuck him away, mate, until, he, until he's ready to go. Doesn't look doesn't look ready for me. And I think when we get into the nitty-gritty of these games, maybe it'll last 10, 15 minutes, but he's not a starter for me. He's, he's, he's off it. Um, he doesn't look threatening. You know, when you're playing Pedro Neto, you're not really... Looking at an all-round display, you want someone who's going to be creating chances, who's going to be running at defenders, who's going to be, you know, you know, opening space at other ends of the pitch. And I don't think that's happening. I think that he is going to need a good three to four to five months of being totally fit going into next season, where we can probably see the Pedro Neto of old, hopefully, and someone who's going to advance and get better. But at the moment of time, and look, Pedro Neto has been very wasteful when he's been on the ball previous to his prior to his injury. Um, I don't think he's the type of player that, that that Wolves need from the from the start, at least going forward. I think that he would I'd be stunned if he plays at Forest. I, I don't know whether it's a, a confidence thing, but he he's been quite negative, I think is the way to describe it, in my opinion. You look at the way he picks the ball about wide and it is very much what's the first thought? Backwards. Pass inside, pass backwards. There's no real runs in behind, there's no taking a defender on one on one. Um, not doing what Pedro Neto does best. So we know that he's obviously capable of this and it's not it's not quite there yet for him. Whether it is a not ready to, to be starting games situation or whether it's building him up confidence-wise, um, whichever one it is, I think he has to be taken out of the starting eleven now. Um, even when he came on in the second half, uh, came on at half-time against Newcastle, I don't think he had a great second half there. So I would, um, I would limit his minutes... Uh, over the next few weeks, and I would, and it, even with players coming in back from injury, potentially even take him out of the squad um, and, and bring him back in if and when there's an opportunity to, to get the best out of him. Just for the record, Liam, how do you think Michel Gomez did? Obviously, with Brazil this week, um, Moutinho on the bench. I just wonder um, whether, again, probably one for next week, whether Moutinho might come back into the reckoning. And I know people will be like, no, no, no. And, and I understand that. And I, and I, 90 minute time, I agree, but I wonder with that experience and Dave Edwards saying earlier on in the week about about experience and cool heads and people who are calm and collected, whether Moutinho might come back into Lopetegui's thoughts in these crunch run of games coming up. I yeah, well, I, I, I do think he will probably revert back to Moutinho for that game. If I'm being honest, um, on on Gomez, I thought he was one of the better midfielders on the day. I really do. Um, very energetic. It's against Leeds, obviously. Very energetic. Won a lot of tackles, very neat and tidy around the corners. Look, it wasn't perfect, you know. He made mistakes, but um, I think he added uh, an aggression and a technical blend, really, with his quality. Uh, I, I thought he, I thought he played well. Um, I do think there's a lot more to come, and I think uh, it will still take him time. I don't think we expect the world from him straight away, but the fact he got that first start, um, he played the full ninety as well, didn't he, from memory? So, uh, yeah. I think I think it was a good start for him, and um, I, to your point, I do think Matinho coming back and starts <laughs> against Forest. As I said, I, I really do. He seems to. I think Wolves were tenth or eleventh, or they won a couple yeah. of games. I don't. I, you know, you've probably seen start at Arsenal, and, or maybe the last the last home game of the season, maybe the last two games, just to almost say thank you if he's not going to be here next season. But uh, needs must at this moment in time, and you need a couple of experienced heads, and, and maybe he's the one that can help that. And there's been a bit of a trend, hasn't there, of starting him in the 10 away from home. Mm. Um, it feels like that could be the situation again. Or if they do change to a five, I know we discussed that recently as well, but maybe he's in the midfield there as well. Um, yeah. I can see him starting, I do. Uh, and I can see the reasons behind it as well, I, I can. Although, for me, it's a slightly more um, pragmatic approach and it's a little bit safe. Um, yeah. But whether they need that away from home is... a uh, it is a debate, really. 
Question from Andrew Blankenship. He says, looked like Johnny tried to do a long throw uh, against Leeds on Saturday. I mean, he didn't go very far, to be honest. I remember which I can remember which one he meant in the second half. Why um, Why do you, would you like to see this more often? And also, when will Kilman start on the wing? Best cross of the match. It was a belt of a cross, <laughs> by the way. Um, I'll be honest, I actually missed this long throw. Um, but... Oh, well, it wasn't much. I mean, it didn't make the front, front post, mate. So it was near post. Okay. It really didn't. There you go. So it kind of slipped out. It was when it was pouring down, I think. So it slipped a little bit, given the benefit. But it wasn't It wasn't uh, a great lot of distance on it. But I think the intention was to really give it a good old heave-ho. So I'm not against that being, you know, having something else up your sleeve, having another option, absolutely, provided it gets into the box this time. Um, so, yeah, look, by all means, I mean, he's obviously going to be suspended now for three games, but um, yeah. but, but by all means, when he's back, you know, give him, yeah, go for it again. Um, oh, no. Blue. What? No. He's just come back from his dog walk and he's, I've just scratched him and he's rolled in fox poo. <laughs> I don't need that, do I? Now that... For fox sake, man. Fox, by the way. Fox. How does it smell? He's like a fox. Not great, mate. I could do without <laughs> bathing a dog after this podcast, I'll be honest. You need to my bathe. hands stink now. You need to wash your hands, mate. <laughs> can, I, uh, can you just carry on with this podcast while I go and wash my hands? Because I stink. I mean, make it quick, because I've, uh, I've got limited, uh, limited things to talk about. Okay, so I'll jump to give you another question. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a safe bet. But very, actually, before that, very quickly, Kilman, uh, I thought he was probably the better defender on the day. And yes, it was a great cross. Just put it out there. Okay, uh, James Mean says, or Mern says, is Lopetegui in danger of tinkering too much? He knows the players better than the fans, but he must have an idea of his best team by now. And that has to be with Cunha in the team. Right, I'm going to wash my hands very quickly. Right, don't be long. Um, it's just me and the peeps. So, yeah, um, I think this was, this was a point that I made... On the last podcast, I think that was right. Um, talking about sort of tinkering with the eleven and have, finding his his best eleven, his right eleven. So it, there's two points really for me that from what I've seen, one is that Lopetegui absolutely does make changes depending on the position, depending on the game, and um, sort of has a has a plan for each each game, each, each opposition, which means that changes you know naturally occur, um, which I understand and get that. The second point is that he, I don't think he's had some of the players available to him that he that would have started every game. So like, as I said in the last one, Huang, Cunha, Sarabia probably all start most games for him, I would say. So there's two, those two points together mean that he's trying to find a solution. And then on top of that, players like Pedence, Neto, not really performing when they're getting their chances at the moment, at least anyway. So all of that combined, I think means we're seeing more changes than maybe we'd like. And then a final point as well, is that he's very, uh, you know, he makes a lot of subs within games. Uh, he, he, you know, doesn't mess around really with with the timings as well as the quantity of subs. So it's really his style as well. He wants some sort of impact. Um, so changes are a part of a uh, part of his style, really. Mm. Um, I'm back, mate. I'm back. By the way, um, I heard finger you. smelling, finger smell incredible, amazing. And uh, now rose and um, wow. a little bit of butterscotch in there, amazing, beautiful. You want to sniff them? <laughs> oh my word, God no. <laughs> I've seen, what, I've seen what you do with them. <laughs> uh, Jerry Britton says, I think I saw another picture of Cunha with a protective boot on after the game. Surely he's not starting as a precaution because we're so much better when he's on the pitch. Yeah, I think yeah he's been managing this injury, Cunha, so uh, so it's nothing to be concerned about. I mean, it's, I think a big reason why he's not been starting games, for me, he's, he has to start if he can and he has to start alongside Raul Jimenez. I'll, I'll keep saying that. Um until we see it and it doesn't work, and then I'll go back and think of something else. <laughs> but Aidan Blackmore says, "Do you still think we're suffering from mistakes from people like Scott Sellers, or do our problems, like a fight in consistent starting eleven, stem from anything more recent? Very hard not to be doom and gloom at the moment." He says, uh, "I think this whole season, really as a whole, has been a has been a, a culmination of mistakes from not not just Scott, as you mentioned. I think Jeff Shee, Bruno Large, anyone really who was making decisions and running the club." Particularly in the first half of the season, um, has got has had a, a part to play in in where Wolves are because they made a lot of decisions with the the turnover in the squad and letting certain players go. A lot of you know, big leaders, big characters go. I thought had a big impact, making too many changes too quickly, and um, and it and it all resulted in Wolves uh, and also the way the certain transfers dragged on, like Gibbs White, for example, and it resulted in Wolves having a, a 
a stagnated start to the season and they have never really recovered from there. So mm. um, I think they've made strides to improve that since then. I think Matt Hobbs is a much better communicator, um, has been, uh, I think has helped and he gets on well with Lopetegui, you know, speaks to the players. I think that all of that has aided what they're trying to do. Um, but they've got to try and stay up. That's the big the big challenge. So if they can do that, I'm hopeful for the future and the way they build, be able to get over that first. Uh, there's a lot of questions about Julian Lopetegui's tinkering. So we've kind of talked about that. So if I haven't answered your question, it's because hopefully we've discussed that already. Um, Susie Jones says, someone near me timed the duration. The ball was not in play during the second half. It was 17 minutes up to the 90th. Do you think that in seven minutes that we were allowed, no time was added for the fourth goal, the VAR and the red card fiasco? Similarly in the first half, by the way, way, Liam, as well, with the referee, adding two minutes on uh, with everything that went on in that first half was insane. Well, I think um, the injury, I forget which player was, a Leeds player down, the the ball was out of play for three minutes and they added two on. And that was before you add on everything else, as as you say, in that first half. So... That was ridiculous in itself, uh, and that's just another example of, of the referees messing up, let's be honest. I think the solution to this is y- you take something from rugby once again, as well as the miking up referees, you take the stop in the clock. Mm-hmm. It would stop time wasting. It would stop um, the, the, the debates over the amount of added time there is. I, I don't see why you don't why you don't implement that. I think it should be easy to do. We came in the World Cup. I mean, there were ninety nine hundred minute games, and people wouldn't get away with it. And I think that's the way forward. I mean, look, it's it's, it's longer for everybody to be in the stadium. But goodness me, I mean, I think that's the way. honestly. If you're not gonna, if, I mean, don't, I don't get don't get me wrong. If I'm Leeds and I'm time wasting, and Wolves do it as well, by the way, of course they do. But I would do the same, especially when the referee's not counting it. You're going to go down, aren't you? Because you know that two and a half minutes down, and it's only going to cost you a minute and a half at the end of the game. I mean, it doesn't take a don't take a genius to work it out. That's saving you a minute. Well, Liam might take you, you know, a couple of hours to work that one out, but saving you a minute—it's a no-brainer. There you go, spot on. I think, <laughs> and, I, and I think the solution is not the hundred-minute thing. I don't even—I don't even agree with that. Just stop the clock. Mm. Easy. Well, it's so—it's so easy to implement that. <laughs> Just stop the clock. But I mean, like. Yeah, this is a stoppage. Not, there's not for ball out of play because I mean, a ball in play and a ball out of play in a game is about fifty-seven minutes, isn't it? Sometimes less if well, you're taking ninety there's been, minutes. There's, yeah, there's been there's been games where yeah, of course that's true. Yeah, but then you've also got things as well like Melier. And look, it's not just for him and Leeds, as you say. Wolves do it as well. But Melier on Saturday, on the on the game on Saturday, you know, warned several times about time wasting. Even in the first half, was never booked. Was never there was no there was no, you know, he, he was never he was never taken any further than than a simple word, and it wasn't even that it wasn't even that much. Strong. It wasn't it wasn't really a harsh warning either. Particularly the, uh, the the last one he got, it was very much a you know I know what you're doing, carry on with it, but don't carry. On. It's <laughs> yeah. just very very bizarre. I, know I don't too, but carry on with it, mate. Yeah, exactly. It's bizarre. I don't I don't really see how it, it just comes down to the referee's control over the game again, which was which was not there from the beginning. Let's be honest. Shane Cooper, what's our best starting eleven? Simple, really. Oh, right. Let's go. Let's go. I would say four-two-three-one. Yeah. Siren goal. This is with everybody fit. Ed, with everyone fit, yes. Yeah. Siren goal. Yeah. Uh, Smedo right back. Dawson, yeah. Kilman, Bueno. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lamina. Yeah. Neves. Yeah. Nunes. I'm going to say yes too. Just, I say Adama. Okay. Jimenez, Cunha. Okay, I'm going to swap Adama for Sarabia because I want I want Adama off the bench. But uh, apart from that, I think we're nailed on. You know, I've just realised I said four two three one, and then I went on to name what is basically a four three three. I'm going to change that. And we've got four three three for me. Nunez is not there. Okay. Cunha's in behind Raúl, Sarabia, and Adama. Oh, okay. You that was what I meant to do, and for some reason, I because I, I was thinking of the midfielders, I, and because they always play three, I was like, right, third midfielder. But no, that's I'm changing my mind. Four two three one. Cunha just off Raúl, Sarabia, Dama either side, Lamina, Neves in midfield. Okay, four three three for me. Um, like we said, but with Dama on the bench and um, Sarabia and Cunha either side of Raúl Jiménez. But um, look, I think I think those those when you when you talk about those, you talk about if they're fully fit. I mean that's. Got to be enough to stay in this Premier League. You can get enough points. Surely, Liam, surely. 
There's well, such it, a lot of talent all over. It should, but you can't. We can't keep saying it. We have to see it on the pitch. I know. You know, I know, got... man. I know. What is that? I know. I know. Uh, Dougie Dog says, "Question for the podcast: I play rugby and have done for 25 years. It flows so easily on the TV and on the. I haven't watched the Six Nations in uh, in 30 years, mate. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It flows so easily on the TV and on the pitch when a referee is mic'd up. Why do you think that this hasn't been a place in football? The why I mean, talked about the go on. Yeah, I was going to say the why is a really interesting question because there's no reason why it shouldn't be. No." Miking up and stopping the clock for me are the, are the two big ones, and two big ones particularly when you compare it to rugby as well. There's, I don't um, see a reason why I couldn't. I can't give the answer. You played rugby before, Keno. You played rugby before. You're a rugby player. You played before. Uh, yeah, I, I I played a little bit at school and at uni. Where were you? What was your position? Now this is a this is I know this is going to be a very uh, it's, it gives you an opportunity to to banter me. So let me explain. I think you've built this up. So I played second. Well, this is, it won't probably mean much to you until I explain. I oh. played second row. Okay. Wow. Five six. And okay, you 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 straight away you got what I was getting at. You got to be six foot six foot. So uh, Christ. Go on, carry on. So you know you know when I first took, not not first took, but maybe with a few months into the Wolves job, mm. I had a fan. I can't remember where it was, but a fan approached me and said hello or whatever, and they said... And they a Lynn Keane fan or a Wolves fan? A Wolves fan. Oh, right. Who knew who I just was. Just clarifying that. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't have fans. I'm just... A, okay. you know. Anyway, where's the fan club? Um, the Wolves fans say, you know, saying hello, and then said, mm. oh, you're you're taller than I thought you'd be, because Judah always says you're 5'6". And I was like, this, this is the power that this absolute moron, Nathan <laughs> Judah, has got in his hands. Yeah, but mate, it was Danny DeVito who was asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve uh, this. I don't deserve this. More I importantly, am. more important, go on. More importantly, yes, Maltese or minstrels? Uh, uh, well, uh, we, okay, we're moving over my story. I was telling yeah, you where we are. Uh, oh, go on, go on, go on then. Go well, on then. okay, very quickly, I yeah. bring a tape measure if you want on five eleven. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need a tape measure, mate. I don't even need a ruler. You can. I don't be- even, <laughs> tiny. You can measure like an acorn. You can measure everything, mate. I'm fine. <laughs> Five eleven, I promise. Um, but you are right that second rows are normally about six three or six four. Mm. Mm. Um, fortunately, I was actually I was actually pretty decent at rugby, so I got into. Sure. I, was, I mean, I was in the second team at uni, but it was still pretty mm. good. There was like three or four teams. Mm. I was in the second team. I think that's decent. Yeah. yeah and um, and there was a six foot three second row who was on the bench because I started ahead of him. Just saying. Right. Just saying. And the other answer, more teasers, but it's a close one. Yeah, it's very close. I mean, you could suck, suck the life <laughs> out of me. You could suck the life out of a minstrel. Five eleven, and, uh, and you hear that velvety deliciousness trickling down to the back of your throat, which oh, is incredible wow. when you get down to the chocolate. But more teasers for me. More <laughs> teasers for me. I could, oh, mate, I could do Cadbury voiceovers, me, honestly. Um, but more teasers, more teasers, hundred percent. More teasers, a goat for me. I wouldn't say they goat, but they are. They are. Oh, mate, they are very good. And also the lighter way to enjoy chocolate, just not when you know your old school junior you've had six and a half family packs. <laughs> six, six and a half family packs. Uh, I've actually got some Maltesers. Uh, I've got some Maltesers truffles sat right next to me here. Um, oh, I don't know about that. No, it's. I just picked up whatever random stuff uh, I could at the shop. It's for my brother's birthday. It's not the only thing I've got him, but I've just thought I'd get him some chocolate as well. So good to see the diet's going well, mate. Anyway, it's not for me. It's my brother. Yeah. I got him that, and I got him some a box of Cadbury Heroes. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, you've you've spent all one pound ninety nine on him, then have you? No, I got him. I got him. <laughs> if you want to know, I got him a new jujitsu gi and some other stuff like that. But um, new jujitsu gi. What the hell is that? You know, you know what the gi is? The thing you goo the, the big pajamas. Goo gi slime. Is it? What is it? Oh, you're a loser. What is it? You, I've just, it's that big pajamas you wear. Oh, the pajamas, pajama parties. That's it. That's it. That's it. I tell you what, Keno. I mean, you'll have to have a bit of a, a bit of a jiu-jitsu scrap one day. How about oh, that? I, I mean, mean, I'd absolutely take you down. You don't know son. what you're signing up to. Oh, you mate, really don't. Hundred percent. I would absolutely. I'd stone cold stun you, and then I'd pedigree you into the floor. I would drag you into deep water and drown you. <laughs> uh, 
dear. Uh, James Luke says, how is the health of our club if Wolves were to get relegated? How stable is the club after spending so much money on players? Do we know who has a relegation clause, etc.? The relegation clause is an interesting one. We, we, it's obviously something we're trying to actively find out if, it, if, if and when Wolves get in that position. Um, but I think it's very fair to say that a lot of players would move on. Um, that's I think that's obvious. In terms of the state of the club, I mean, obviously, initially, with parachute payments, things like that, that it, you would really have a better idea if Wolves don't come up quickly and are down there for a few years, if that, if that happens. Um, equally, it's similar to, to this summer anyway, that they're not going to be able to spend a loss because of the money they've spent in the last two windows. They're going to have to balance the books in some way and, um, and, they, and they can't keep spending loads every single window. So it would be a really interesting challenge if Wolves were to get relegated, how they would manage that and manage the squad. But we're hoping that isn't the case. Jordan says, have you ever been happier for an international break? Literally can't be arsed with it at the moment. Uh, or the officials are ruining football and our results, which may cost us massively. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I wouldn't say I can't be arsed only because it's um, only because the editors listen to this and it's my job. Um, <laughs> so, no, um, yeah, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. It just it, people we, we spoke about this over the last few weeks. People work half their money, want to go and enjoy watching their team on the weekend, and things get taken out of their control, dragged away from them, s- snatched out of their hands. It's frustrating, and it's the perfect time, I think, not just for that, but also for the team, just to take a step back in this international break and uh, mm. stay on the training ground, you know, take stock and get ready for a very big Forest game. Oh, massive game, mate. Massive! Um, Jathan Nuda says, can Wolves take any legal action against the PGMOL uh, if they continue to give decisions against Wolves, which has an implication on us being relegated? And more importantly, have you tried adding some fried bits of bacon into your mashed potatoes? Old school Judah would have loved that. Oh, old school would have been all over it. Uh, it does sound pretty nice. I've not tried it, but maybe I will. Um, yeah, on the PGMOL thing, so... I think it comes back to what I was talking about before about subjectivity again, because albeit we and the majority of people believe that Wolves have been very hard done by with a lot of these decisions, at the same time, there will be people within these governing bodies and with, and outside of those governing bodies that believe that the decisions were the correct ones. In- incredibly enough, that even the, the Newcastle one, which I think is so blatant, there will be people that, that believe that, hence why the decision wasn't given in the first place. So the Liverpool one with the VAR situation is the only one where something it wasn't it wasn't a mistake or a subjective opinion so to speak it was more just the technology failing not having things in place something that would have been clearly given wasn't given so and it's very black and white that one whereas the other one mm-hmm. even though we are, and I think are are correct it's still our opinion and it's subjective so it's it's I don't it, it's not likely or or even perhaps a smart thing for Wolves to go down that route, and I don't think they will. Wolves want to move on from these decisions, as as frustrating as they are. I think they want to to start winning games on merit, regardless of the of the uh, of the decisions. And when you look at the Leeds game, Wolves should have done a lot better. So I think that's that's the direction they're going to go in. Um, how good would it be to beat the stripey lot at their place? Says Nag. Yes, it was a, it was a good win, wasn't it? We were both there. The uh, the Wolves women uh, at the Hawthorns, wasn't it? Um, it feels like ages ago now. Things go mm. so quickly. Mm. Um, oh, mate. I mean, I haven't touched on that. I mean, obviously, cracking win after coming from behind. But for people who don't know, Kino was was not himself at, at the Hawthorns. Understandably so. Um, as you can imagine, going into enemy behind enemy lines. However... You weren't you weren't well, lad, and you weren't well the next day. I, I mean, you had to, your head was pounding. You just weren't weren't yourself. So, um, have you recovered? I have. I'm I'm back with it. Fortunately, um, yeah, I had an episode, but I. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you did have an episode. It, that's, that's what happens when you walk into the Hawthorns. You know, the uh, <laughs> the germs come after you, and um, but no, it was good to see a Wolves team capable of scoring goals and winning the game. So, so <laughs> that was the most refreshing thing, particularly considering. Uh, after that, we watched obviously Wolves' uh, men's first team against Leeds, and then watched the 21s against uh, West Ham. So <laughs> we we didn't have the best uh, run of games aside from the Wolves' women one. So it was it was a welcome win. It was a welcome win, absolutely. Um, here we go. Uh, next question. I mean, some people are just saying play Raul and Cunha together. I do I do agree with you, Liam. That I think that if Cunha was fit 
or properly fit in these last couple of games, we would have seen Cunha start games with Raul. Do you agree? I think so, yeah. I mean... I know it hasn't been. We've been saying it and saying it hasn't when they were fit together. But do you feel it got to the stage in the last couple of games where they would have played? I think they. I think we would have had to have seen it. I really do. I mean, and particularly when you look at again, look at the Leeds game and look at the way Cunha links up play and the way he brings others into into the game and he doesn't lose the ball very often. He's good with his back to goal. Um, I think him playing. I think it's, it's obvious that him playing off Raul would, would be at least an option to try. But I think we've seen it in practice as well in games. I think you take you back all the way to that Forest Cup game of the equaliser. There was an opportunity there, or an example rather, where where they linked up and, and Raul scored. So. I think we have to see it, and I think we will see it, but it just depends, obviously, on him managing this ankle injury, which um, which has been caused him a bit of jip. Um, Darren May says, do five sorries equal one Premier League point? Nope. Complaining gets you nowhere. Time to time to put the wasted energy into focusing on winning the ball, working harder off the ball, moving to create scoring opportunities. We can't be very static in the last one third of games. So we can be very static at the last in the last third of games. You say, yeah, at times. I, I think I think that's uh, of you know as frustrating as, as the decisions and mistakes are. Um, I think that's where we're trying to come from as well, and where the club are really mm-hmm. trying to move towards that. Look, Wolves have to be better as well, and you have to take it out of the referees' hands. Doesn't matter if they make four, five, six mistakes, as long as Wolves have defended well and, and taken their chances, and they'll get the points. Um. Randy Smith says should referees have some kind of background in football before being allowed to officiate ex-players would have a feel for the game and perhaps make more sensible decisions which players and supporters would possibly agree with uh, I can see the I can see the point I don't think that there'll be many ex-players who want to do that <laughs> to be honest um, and it's yeah it's not really been a a natural progression for a, for a player or ex-player so I, I just don't see it happening um, but I could see, you know, the where you're coming from with that. But at the same time, you know, we we've been involved in in football all our lives. We may not have played it, but I think you can. And there are and some of the best managers in the world have been involved in football, but have never played at a high level. I don't think you necessarily have to be have to have been a player to have the best insight, analysis, or decision making. Um, Cosa says, which of these current Wolves team would play best in the main characters from Only Fools and Horses? Well, I've never seen the show, so you take this one. Oh, goodness me. I, I need to, to be honest. I need to, but I haven't. Um, let me have a think, because I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. That's 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 an interesting one. Um, I'll get back to you and do a full cast list next, uh, next week. How's that? Um, Ted says, to what extent will the decision not to purchase a number nine, such as... Um, well, there's plenty of players who we'll just we'll discuss. But the deciding factor that will be most likely now be <laughs> well, Ted, that we will most likely now be relegated. I don't think we're most likely to be relegated still, but I don't think we're quite at that stage yet. No, not quite. Um, I still think me and you agree here that we're not sure about Cunha as an out and out number nine. Um, I think there's a lot of talent there. I think he's shown a lot. Um, he links up well with players, all the, all of the above that I've spoken about, but he hasn't scored the goal so far. Um, I think he'd be better playing alongside Raul, for example. Raul has been better. You know, he's had some really good performances. His attitude's been better, so there's an improvement there. Um, and Wolves had other positions that were maybe more pressing at the time as well. But as I, uh, the problem is, I was going to say, but I can see how it would be a problem. They didn't bring a number nine in. But as far as the club are concerned, they did bring a number nine, and that's that's the problem. So. Um, so the club would say, look, we did. We invested a lot of money in, in a number nine. Whereas I think me and a lot of others would say we're not 100% sure he is. It'll be interesting to see next season, won't it, Liam, um, if, mm. if Wolves stay in the Premier League, which I think we both think that they will. Um, where can you play next year? Does he play up top as the main man? Or does he play in behind a number nine? Or does he play out wide? It, it'll be um, fascinating to see what where... Well, Lopetegui sees him. I understand you've got to create the narrative now, but when you've seen him, you've seen him play, and they start the Premier League afresh next season, depending on obviously, you know, budget and what players they bring in and, and who leaves in the summer, where he starts or what kind of position he starts in. I think it'll be fluid, to be honest. I think he will be as well. I think it'll be all of the above, and then you've got you know Kalajic potentially coming back in, uh, Fabio Silva potentially back from loan. Obviously, we don't, with Raul still under contract, we don't know what's going to happen necessarily with him. Costa's probably going to go, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of options there, a lot of moving parts. So, mm-hmm. the, the striker position for next season will be a really interesting one. 
Link's Wolf, what odds can you get of Wolves going down and Coventry, West Brom or Borough coming up? Oh, You're the betting I mean, man, aren't you? Uh, I mean, if you're going to get well, odds for both, I think you're probably looking about 33-1 to 1, um, for both to happen. I think the most likely option, potentially out of all this, is Wolves to stay up and Borough joining them. That's what we all want. That's what everybody wants. That's what everybody wants, don't they? You'd like to see Borough up, wouldn't you? I don't think. I honestly think most Wolves would be quite happy, happily see Middlesbrough come up. Just because another North East trip, a little bit of crack with Judah, you can rib him when they take points off him, and um, they're kind of... No one, no one's really too too fussed about Borough, I would have thought, from a, middle, from a, well, from a Wolves point of view. Or do they want Albion to come up to get the Black Country derby up? Secretly. Um, it would be entertaining, but also we don't often have the best record, do we, against Albion? That's the, that's the, the worry. Um, Borough would be a new ground for me, so I'd very I'd be happy for them. Any any team that's a new ground, I'm happy for them to come up. So If we did a poll, if we did a poll, what do you think, If it would, would you prefer West Brom or Middlesbrough to go up from Wolves fans? And I might be completely naive here. Do you think, I think it'd be fairly evenly split rather than a landslide for, let's say, Middles because they hate Albion, because they want a derby, or, or would it be completely wrong? Would, would, would Albion win in a landslide? No, I think there'd be enough fans that both either want uh, or want them to because they want the derby or don't want them to because they hate them. So I think you're probably right. I think it would be probably a mix. Um, and yeah, I don't think anyone's particularly bothered about Borough, albeit the banter with you would be superb. <laughs> Uh, John Charles with only a few left now um, has this team regressed during the last month or so when J-Lo took charge we stated we started to shape up in defence and began to look more organised since the last couple of games we have seemed to have reverted back to a calamitous shambles under Bruno what on earth has gone wrong? Um, I think there's ju- I think it's just really a bad spell I don't think it's been necessarily reverting backwards I do think again if you look at the points per game and things like that. Wolves have, have made a lot of strides under Lopetegui. And um, and it'd be very typical Wolves, as we say, to go and get some points now off the likes of Chelsea and teams like that. Man United is not too far away um, in May, I think it is, isn't it? So, yeah, I think um, it, that would be very typical Wolves. And I still hold the hope that they'll be fine. Rich says, how many more wins realistically do you think we need to stay up? 10 points be enough, he says, question mark. I think he's bang on on 10 points, by the way. But that so, would take Wolves to 37, yeah, which I think pro- would be enough. That's probably about right. Maybe 10 to 12, but that's probably oh, so about I mean, 12 right. Would, 12, 12, on the, 12 on the fine, but I'm just thinking, like, watching that cusp will be, I think 10 points from the reigning 10 games would be enough just. We want to be we want to be past that. We want to be, you know... And I, I do still think, I know everything's bunched together, I still think one of those teams or two of those teams will maybe get cut adrift later than what... The majority do, you know. None of there's one cut adrift by Christmas, but I do think that there'll be one of those teams will start dropping, and there'll maybe be a three or four or five point gap. Such is the nature of the beast with with the way results will go, and it'll just be two from from a majority. There's always some teams that drop like a stone, isn't there? I mean, Palace have been doing it recently, up until mm. obviously they've got. Well, we don't know what's going to happen now. They've got Hodgson, but um, yeah, I think you're right, and I think. I think with the amount of teams in there, it probably served Wolves better as well. If there was only three or four teams in it and Wolves were one of them, and you know, the chances of getting away from it are uh, lessened. So, look, keep the faith. I think I think I think ten's probably about right. But I'd say ten to twelve, maybe. Yeah, no problem. Um, Paul says a few weeks back, people are saying it was Southampton and Bournemouth plus one other. I don't think this is the case now. Do you think it could literally be any three from nine? Um, I think it definitely could be, but I would still say those two, if I'm honest. Um, I would say those two and maybe a Leeds or a Palace. Maybe that's a little bit out there, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I think, for me, I, I agree, but I think... I think Southampton Bournemouth will go. And it'll be one of the, one of the rest, I think, for me. Yeah, I think I think I'll stick with that for now. I think so as well. Okay. Uh, last couple of questions. Da-la-la, who we got here? Steve Barnes. This isn't coming across as a siege mentality. It's coming across as a victimhood. Does it concern you that poor refereeing decisions are obscuring the bigger issues on Saturday of Saturday? This happened in both boxes and had nothing to do with the referee. Uh, it didn't have nothing to do with the referee. I think that's a bit far. Um, but I completely agree that that's what I'm trying not to do. I'm trying to obviously bring light to those refereeing decisions because you have to go over the talking points of a game. But regardless of those, Wolves would have won that game if they were better in both boxes. Absolutely agree with that. And I, I think I've tried to make that clear as best I can over the last week or so because um, 
you can't excuse Wolves' performance, as well as highlighting the problems that there are with, with officiating. Um, last couple. Mystic Mark says, as proven against Bournemouth and Leeds, this, this lot don't have big boy pants. Complete cowards, a lot of them, let's be honest. Couldn't give a toss about relegation, as most of them know they'll get movers away in the summer. He's not very happy. He's not happy. Not happy. There's a few people who think that, though. And I'm, look, I don't think it's the right way to go about it, but you can understand the frustration, can't you, with fans? Oh, of course, absolutely. They've, they've, they've been, I mean, they've been locked out of the stadium for such a long time, and let's be honest, it's not been great since, has it, at all? So there's frustrations that are boiling over here. I do think they just need to get this season done, stay in the Premier League, and I feel like this summer, with no competitions, no Euros, no World Cup, you know. The brought up, they've spent you know 150, 200 million over the two transfer windows plus another turnover. I do feel they just need to get through this, get over this line, and I think we can breathe a massive sigh of relief and start again. And I feel like that's the point where I think that things are going to happen in a you know and a bit of a turnaround in fortunes. I completely agree. That's what sort of I've been alluding to the whole time. Really, is I feel like Wolves need to get through this really difficult period to. To, to come out the other side really and, and recover and I think probably build on to better things but you've got to get through it first that's that's the biggest challenge yeah um, Baloo I know it's frustrating for everybody involved so just be quiet for one more before you get your bath um, <sighs> Councillor Thomas Janke obviously I pronounced that horribly at what point does the constant poor officiating involving Wolves stop being gross incompetence and amount to an agenda against the club and its players yeah, I still, I still don't sort of follow that that mantra. I think it's very much um, inconsistency, poor officiating, and subjectivity that Wolves have unfortunately fallen the wrong side of. Um, but you've got to create your own look as well. I'm going to keep coming back to it. You've got to go and create your own look, and you've got to go take it out of the referee's hands and go win that game. Hundred mm. uh- percent. Ronan Gibbons, last one. If the worst was to happen and we ended up going down by a point or goal difference, could legal action be taken due to the amount of high-profile mistakes? All these apologies, but nothing is improving. I mean, legal action could be taken, but I guarantee you now it would be absolutely fruitless and there would be nothing that will happen yeah. at all. Yeah, so what's yeah. the point, apart from it costing you a lot, a lot of money? No, absolutely. I think we went over this as well, didn't we? I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no way that, that I don't think we'll even go down that route. And it, again, it comes back to subjectivity, you know, apart from the VAR Liverpool one, but that was, wasn't even the league. She was in the cup. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think it will happen. Um, but I, don't, I know you just said last one. Can we have one more? Yes, of course, yes. One more. Ben Curtis asks, have you guys seen Ted Lasso? If so, what do you think of it? Would Ted be big mates, or would be mates with Big Lop, rather? So can you answer uh-huh. it, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of detail. That well, I, I can't. Out. I've never seen it, man. I haven't seen an episode. That's so exactly I what I... Well, I, I've never seen it either, so that, that's fine. We'll, <laughs> apologies, Ben. I need to watch it, but I haven't. But what I will say is I've got a little bit of detail for this one. It's quite a nice, quirky little thing. Um, Go on. As far as I understand, in the latest season yeah. of Ted Lasso, which, I, again, I've never watched it, but I think it's out at the moment, um, but I don't know if all the episodes are out. But anyway, I don't think people know this. Um Go on. The uh, his team, the fictional team in in the show, um, at one point in this new season, play wolves. Really, which is quite which is quite exciting, um, as far as I understand it. Um, so proper yeah. wolves. So the, it, it's not. Actually, Have they filmed it? It's not actually the wolves players in it. Um, oh, okay. It's going to be extras or characters or whoever, yeah, whoever it is. It's going to be in, but they're going to be they're going to be in the actual wolves kits and they're going to be sort of kitted out and it's obviously going to say Wolves it's going to have all the licensing to say sort of the club name and, and crest and all that kind of stuff so um, something to keep an eye out for something quite quirky and interesting oh very interesting there you go happy days love it um, Kino um, so so Saturday day off for you yes tomorrow yes it is absolutely I'll be covering the Super Saddlers can't wait looking forward to that and um, <laughs> moving on wow so, Sunday Sunday 9am I will see whoever is who's still listening, and um, I don't blame you if you're not after this week, but um, whoever's still listening to this podcast, I will see you. I'm, I'm going to run. I've got a bit of a tight hamstring, I'll be honest, at this moment in time, of which I've absolutely been blitzed with this morning by the Theragun in the gym at seven this morning. I was screaming in agony, but I'm going to try and get myself to the start line. Uh, Wolverhampton 10K, starting at Molyneux, finishing at Molyneux. 
people running for great charity. So um, if you're around, if you're there, come and say hi. I'll probably wear some kind of uh, old gold and black top. I think I think I've got a couple of them cure leukemia. I think for when I run for them. So um, I shall be there. Well, then I'm still still searching for a shower cleaner, but then I'll get in the car, I'll drive to Shrewsbury, I'll see you there, mate. Dave Edwards, uh, it's not a testimonial, obviously, it's a charity game, but I think it's nice that we should go and say thank you to Dave. I think fans should go and say thank you to Dave for listening to this. Of course, he came on the, the podcast on, on Tuesday. Um, all the tickets are available. You can go online, buy them now. If not, turn up on the day. There will be, um, obviously, plenty of tickets available then as well. So go and support two great charities. Go and see a load of Wolves players. Stuff Shrewsbury, and um, and hopefully we'll be back on Monday previewing what is obviously a, a massive, massive game against Nottingham Forest. So me and Kino will be working on Sunday. Um, we'll see you all very, very soon. Take care from me and Kino. Bye bye. We're Wolverhampton. We're on our way back.